On today's Daily Slab, we are looking at the best day of the year today, and I will be covering five guys I'm interested in this MLB season. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's Daily Slab. Welcome everyone to the Daily Slab. I am Nate, and what's happening today is that it is opening day. If you love baseball as much as I do, and uh, I'm sure some of you do, I'm sure some of you don't, I do love baseball quite a bit, and I'm sure there's quite a few people that watch ba- uh, that are on here that don't like baseball at all. But it is my favorite day of the year today, opening day. It's the day when every single team in the MLB feels like maybe, just maybe, they can win the World Series. You fast forward a week, maybe not so much, but today, hope springs eternal, and there is no better day. You throw the brats on the grill. You grab a couple of cold ones, maybe a bag of chips or two. You sit down, you watch some baseball games. It is the best day. Hopefully the birds are chirping outside. Hopefully it's warm and sunny out, and we can all have a good time. If you're stuck in the Midwest, you might have snow. That's unfortunate, but you can pretend that the weather is nice, and you can still grill and drink some cold ones. So opening day, I don't need to get too much into how much I love opening day. Just know... Suffice it to say is that it is one of my favorite days of the year, and it really doesn't get much better than that for me. Now, with opening day comes a lot of players that have high expectations upon them for the season. And so I thought it would be fun to veer away from our normal three different segments series today and just do one segment, and that is the top five players I'm excited to watch this season. There's a lot of players in the MLB. We narrowed it down to five. So let's start off with Adley Rushman. So there's a lot to be interested in with Adley Rushman, former first overall pick, leading the Orioles last year uh, to an almost playoff berth, leading them to a good record for the first time in forever. Adley Rushman was the centerpiece to that team, and he was also one of the better players in all of baseball last year. So amongst catchers with 100 or more plate appearances, right? He was second in Fangraphs wins above replacement at 5.3, despite playing 26 less games than the leader in the clubhouse, JT Real Muto. He was fourth in WRC+. The three guys ahead of him had played way fewer games, so the idea is if they played more games, their WRC pluses might have dropped, and he could have been closer to the top of that list. He was first in walk rate, and he was in the top 15% in K rate. Those are all types of things that I look forward to, and I look at to say, is this player good? Not, you know, uh, simple things that you can look at where you don't have to dive super deep to just to be able to tell if a player's been good. And Adley Rushman was great last year. Now, not amongst catchers, but amongst rookies, Adley Rushman was also good. He was tied with Julio Rodriguez for the lead in F4. Fangraphs wins above replacement at, again, 5.3, despite playing 19 less games than Julio. If he gets another 19 games under his belt, um, which is basically an eighth of the season, he is likely the better player than Julio, despite the fact that people are enamored with Julio last year and this year, not so much Adley Rushman. He was fifth amongst uh, fan gra- amongst rookies in WRC+. He was second in walk rate, and he was 11th in K rate amongst all rookies that played last year that had a minimum of 100 plate appearances. 
So incredible, incredible season from him, not amongst just catchers, but also amongst all rookies, and that's every position, not just catcher. Adley Rushman was truly one of the best. If you look at his rookie cards amongst the top five, or his price on his base auto among the top five rookies, this is what you get. Julio base auto PSA 10, $1,825. He's number one. Michael Harris was third in Fangraphs wins above replacement. His PSA 10 base auto, 540. Stephen Kwan, he doesn't have an auto. He was fourth. Um, and then Jeremy Pena was fifth, and his base auto PSA 10 was $525. Now, Adley Rushman, he hasn't had a PSA 10 sell for a while, but his SGC 10, which is at least close, last sold for $500. Now, PSA 10 would bump would give you a little boost, but remember, Adley Rushman was a former number one overall pick, so he has that boost baked in, whereas Michael Harris... And Jeremy Pena, things weren't expected of them, so they're really their boosts really were play-related. Whereas Adley, he hasn't gotten as much of a boost play-related as these other guys, and then he's way, way far, far away from Julio's prices, despite being just as good and potentially a better player than Julio. The next one up is actually Julio Rodriguez. He's my number two player I'm interested in watching. Obviously, this is pretty self-explanatory. Julio was amazing last year, but month-by-month month OPS, this is where it gets kind of interesting. So March and April, he had a 544 OPS in 20 games. May, an 866 OPS in 28 games. June, a 903 OPS in 28 games. July, an 884 OPS in 19 games. A August, a 701 OPS in 17 games, and then September and October, a 1200 OPS in 19 games. His worst year outside, or his worst month outside of his first month was a 701 OPS, which isn't good, but it's still above 700, which at least raises the floor, right? Every other month was above 860. His OPS for the year was 853. If you remove that first month, and he just plays like he did from the um, from the second month onwards, this dude is probably pushing close to a 900 OPS as a rookie, and he also had 25 doubles, 28 home runs, and 25 stolen bases. So 25, 25, 25 there, just kind of a fun thing to look at. So he's got the power, he's got the speed, and it's not just over the fence or before the fence power, he's got both. Julio truly amazing last year, and so I'm curious, you know, what are his prices going to be, because if you go on card ladder and look at his ladder, they show all the cards on it that he has on, that gra that he has graphs of, there are 33 cards in the last year that are down in price, in the red, right? There are only 13 cards on card ladder that are in the green, so despite his amazing year, and despite everyone loving to talk about him and wanting Julio, Tons of his cards are down, including this Refractor Auto PSA 10 that is down 15% in the last year. And the reason for that is obviously the card market was really hot going into last year and cooled off dramatically. But it's still crazy to me to see quite possibly the most popular player in the entire sport for a while and going into this year, and yet his cards are down largely across the board in the last year. So we'll see what he can do if he can bump those cards up, because if he doesn't have as good of a year as he did last year, I suspect those cards are going to be dropping down. 
All right, number three is Aaron Judge. So obviously, Aaron Judge, amazingly, year last year, 60 home runs. Well, here's this tweet from Yankees Muse. Only three players have followed up a 60 home run season with a 50 home run season. And those are Babe Ruth, Mark McGuire, and Sammy Sosa, who did it twice. Now, obviously, there's not that many 60 home run seasons where you can have a huge sample size and only three guys did it, right? But it'll still be interesting to see if Aaron Judge can follow it up. And the reason I bring this up is because last year was a contract season for Aaron Judge. He had to play well to get a ton of money. Well, he signed his $360 million contract. He locked in his money. Now, is he going to perform well moving forward? Will he get a 50? I don't expect him to get a 60 home run season. Will he get a 50 home run season? Will he get a 45 home run season? Will all of a sudden some nagging injuries pop up? We don't know, but we do know that guys usually play well in their contract seasons, and sometimes paying them a contract after their contract season in which they did really well doesn't always work out very well. But last year, he was amazing, and that propped up so much of his market. Even the most random autos you've never heard of had huge boosts last year, including this 2017 Topps Archives 1959 Bowman uh, Series Auto number to 99 PSA 10. This is a Pop 20 card, and last year it only sold three times, but it was $465 in May, and it went for $2,600 in October. That is a 459% increase in just five months, six months, or five months. Um, and I don't know what it is today. It hasn't sold in a while. It would likely be significantly down from that $2,600 point. But it still is fun to look at what was going on while he was in the midst of his home run chase and how crazy people got to pay these types of prices for autos that should never have been that close to that high. And now if he doesn't, if he doesn't follow up with another massive, massive, massive season, these prices are going to crater, I feel. But I could be wrong. But I do think that they are going to crater if he does not follow it up with at least a 50 home run season. Next up on the list, number four is Shohei Otani. And the reason I bring up Otani is because he's in the position that Aaron Judge was in last year, in which he's in a contract year. He's making $30 million this year, so he doesn't have to worry about money. But he is in a contract year, and he is about to, as long as he stays healthy, become the mo the highest paid player in MLB history, and probably by a long shot. You can't tell me that a team like the Mariners, or the Orioles, or you know a team like that that's been bad, and can knock off two stones with, or two birds with one stone, getting a good... Uh, top 15 pitcher and a top 15 hitter all in one package anybody would sign up to do that as long as they have the money and there are a lot of teams that have been saving up money to be able to take a run at a shoyitani regardless of the price and it is going to be drastic that price and it's deserved in the last two seasons combined otani is top 25 or tied for 25th in position player fan graphs wins above replacement at 8.9. For a pitcher, he is 10th with 8.6 Fangraphs wins above replacement. You combine those together, he is first in wins above replacement at 17.5.6 wins above replacement better than Aaron Judge. That's how good of a player he is. He is half a win, half a win better than a guy like Aaron Judge who just put up one of the greatest seasons we've ever seen in our entire lives with the bat especially in, in context of the rest of the league and how poor 
the rest of the league was doing, where guys with 760 OPSs were a 115 WRC+. plus. 760 OPS, I don't know, five years ago might have gotten you a 102 WRC plus and so on. So Otani or Judge was amazing, and yet Otani over the last two seasons has been half a win better than him, and like four wins better than the third best player in baseball over that time span. So Otani going to get a massive contract as long as he stays healthy. I'm just curious, can he become even better this year? Because it's a contract year, will we will we see one of the greatest seasons of all time? I'm hoping so. And so he is number four. And then number five for me is Corey Seager. So Corey Seager, he is, was the former Dodgers shortstop, signed with the Rangers, massive deal, and then kind of put up a disappointing season. He had a 117 WRC+, plus, um, which is okay, not great. And that is 12 points lower than his career average of 129. A 129 WRC Plus that was lowered by his 117 OPS or WRC Plus last year. If he had had a higher WRC Plus last year, that 129 career average would be even higher. So it's even a little bit more disappointing of a season that he had last year. Now, the reason I bring him up is because according to this CBS article I read... He hit into 123 outs last year into the shift. He was shifted 92.8% of the time he came to the plate. He hit into 123 outs into that shift. That is by far the most. The next closest was Josh Naylor at 95 and then Rowdy Telez at 86. And it goes down from there and you can see the list. So if he's hitting into that many outs and now the shift is gone and he still put up a 117 WRC+, what will he put up now, now that the shift is gone? I am very curious. I want to see. And so, therefore, he is my fifth player of the year. And we're looking at cards here. His 2016 Topps Chrome Rookie P Refractor PSA 10, that is down 36% in the last year. If we can bump that up because of uh, no shift and now back to quality production... Seems like a win in my book. So Corey Seager is the fifth spot. All right, those are my top five. If you've got guys that you're looking at in for this season, drop them in the comments below. Let me know what you're thinking about this upcoming MLB season in the comments below. Would love to hear from you. And if you're a Brewers fan, drop a comment as well. Would love to hear from you as well as I am a Brewers fan myself. So thank you everyone for watching today's Daily Slab. If you like this video, please click that like and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And I will talk to you all tomorrow for the next Daily Slab. See you everyone.